say the old folks, it goes to show you never can tell. Yeah, you have found NH Unscripted again, you lucky people. I am your Chuck Berry lookalike host, Ray Dudley, and we are coming to you from the cavernous digs of the bunkers of the WKXL studios in Concord. For those of you who know what a radio is, you can find us at 1450 AM and 103.9 FM, Concord. And for the happy, blessed souls of Manchester, 101.9 FM. And those of you who need and live by URLs, you can find us at nhtalkradio.com. There's a live button out there. I don't know if you knew that. But we are out there and in studio with me this morning is Gary Locke. Good morning, Gary. Hey, Ray. Gary, before we get too deep in the weeds, and we are weed deep today, I need to thank my sponsor, Lakes Region Fence in Guilford. Their website is lrfence.com. Folks, if you want a free estimate for a fence, come on, it's almost Christmas time. Treat yourself. Take that company bonus. Buy yourself a new fence. You can go out there to lrfence.com. There's a button there for a free estimate. Matt and his men, they'll get back to you. You know, they'll call you back. They will actually pick up the phone and call you back. Yeah. Hey, plumbers, huh? Electric. Do you hear me? They'll call you back. Hmm. Hmm, that's kind of innovative, huh? You can also go out to lrfence.com, and there are just pages and pages and pages of what I call fence porn. You can go out there, grab your your number one, go out there and spend hours just clicking the two of you, looking into each other's eyes, dreaming about a fence. Lakes Region Fence in Guilford, baby. We love those people. Okay, back to real life. Hi, Gary. And fence porn. And fe- <laughs> My favorite phrase. Gary, I want to let you know before we go too far, do you know that I can multitask? Well, let's, uh, let's see that happen. I have been known to be on four diets at one time. Ah, yeah, oh, wow. that's how I know. Oh. I brought you a present, by the way. <laughs> it's my new thing. I don't know if you care. Look it. Oh, huh? suckers. Ah, baby. <laughs> what do you think about that? Uh, life is good. Oh, I man. spent a buck on you. Oh, <laughs> I'm not really worth it. Oh, no, you're not, but I brought them anyway. <laughs> <laughs> good morning, my friend. Good morning. Gary is an author, director, human, citizen. What else do you want to call yourself? I am a, a semi-professional hyphenate. <laughs> Okay, I hadn't heard that. That's a, quite the moniker. I asked Gary to come in today because I want to talk to him about so many things, so many things. He's a wealth of knowledge. Um, one of the first things I want to bring up before we go down many rabbit holes, which I've been known to do, is talk to you about the recent meeting that we had at the Hatbox. Yeah. For folks who don't know, okay, give us a brief overview of the Hatbox, and then we'll get into why it even exists and why we, anyone should care. Right. Well, uh, Hatbox was the dream project of Andrew Pennard, and uh, he built at uh, uh, the Steeplegate Mall on one of the old clothing stores. Uh, a Cold Creek. Cold Creek. Uh, Coldwater Creek. Oh, Coldwater Creek. Thank, thank you for correcting yeah. me. Um, Live well, on air, my, by the way. My, thank my, you. My, my wife, sorry, but my wife shopped there, and, you know. And so I hung out there. Um, so, yeah, he built this 
place, and it uh, was a cooperative theater space in the sense that um, people came and pitched their their projects, and uh, those projects would be reviewed, and uh, um, the projects that that uh, the review staff decided was good enough. I'm grabbing a lollipop while you're talking. It, man. Um, Oh, you got the one I want. Oh, you're <laughs> slow to the draw, baby. Uh, the uh, so Hatbox um, uh, as a cooperative theater space would give um, a majority percentage of the take uh, to the production company and and keep some for itself for overhead and that sort of thing. Um, and we produced there. Uh, a number of, of projects. Um, I, I worked there both as, uh, well, both uh, as an actor, as a director, uh, as a producer. My, both, so both. Both, both of those things. <laughs> uh, my yeah, we're English students. My production company, uh, Philoxera Productions, um, uh, we had one show every year. Um, and and then, as I say, I would also direct uh, for for others. Most recently, uh, directed uh, "Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf?" There. Thank you, by the way. Yeah. If I did not thank you then, I, I really want to thank you now, face to face. And yeah. so it was a wonderful, wonderful production. Thank you. Oh God, it was riveting. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I did it for a few other uh, people. Uh, Deirdre Bridge. Did um, Bonita and I directed yeah the one that. woman play yeah and I directed excellent that. as well so um, and then I I get the opportunity to act and that was wonderful as well and it was just it has been just the most beautiful space and uh, as we learned in that uh, meeting on uh, Wednesday night this past Wednesday night um, uh, Hatbox uh, as it exists now will cease uh, uh, in at the end of December. And uh, they'll have to move out of uh, the Steeplegate Mall and yeah. find another space or not. Yeah. the um, That designation that you had brought up about the split is very important. Very important. Um, and to a lot of group, to every group that goes in there, basically, I mean... Their survival for a lot of groups depends on that cut that, right, that, that was right, done. Right, and I, um, I rarely, and and this was true also uh, the way Alex worked it. Um, I didn't pay myself. Actually, I did once. Really? Yeah, I made a lot of money off of that for one show. <laughs> uh, so I, I even made enough to pay myself. Um, but for the most part, I didn't. I didn't pay myself, but I made sure that I could at least give something uh, to to uh, the people who worked for me so I would pay uh, my cast uh, my stage manager and so on sometimes 30 bucks but yeah. you know yeah. by the time all was said and done but uh, uh, but at least they got something uh, besides applause and a hug from me yeah and may maybe a free beer but not necessarily probably not never not. <laughs> We'll go with maybe you might have. <laughs> you might have suggested it and then not shown up. Yeah, you guys go ahead to the bar before me. I'll be right there. <laughs> the, um, the, the sole reason that 
many groups went to the hat box. There aren't place, many places like it that offered what the hat box did. Uh, the players ring used to. Yep. Um, and the hat box obviously, not, maybe not obviously, uh, copied the the uh, form, the format. Um, and a lot of groups, um, this is, I want to get into now why the demise or the moving of the hat box theater is important to these groups. Yeah. Um, a lot of these local theater groups, for people who don't know, they don't have a home. They don't have a home theater. And it's very important to try to find a spot where they can perform. They have a play. They have a cast. They have a, uh, something to put out there. But they don't have a home. Right. Right. And, and most of the time, the projects that uh, were brought to Hatbox, certainly most of my projects, were shows that nobody else would do. Right. They'd touch it. And and but here's an opportunity to do something that you just know is, you know, it resonates with you. So you think it's going to resonate with others as well. Mm -hmm. And uh, it might be something experimental. It might be uh, a, uh, a year ago I did uh, the government inspector, which was um, uh, a, a almost 200 year old. Russian farce, um, updated by uh, uh, a, a wonderful uh, playwright, um, and but it it's the same play and and it was hilarious and I got some of the best people, some of the best names, biggest names in in the state uh, to to work on that show, and uh, and it's because they all wanted an opportunity. Well. Go ahead. I'm sure they wanted an opportunity to work with me. Of course, there it is. But but also it's out on the table. But also they they wanted to be able to do something that uh, they couldn't do any other uh -huh. other way. Uh -huh. That's the lollipop against my fake teeth. Gary and I are gonna take a break. We gotta make some money, pay some bills around here. We're gonna go out and. Fill up our coolerator with Moxie and Tab. We'll be right back. You're listening to NH Unscripted. I am your happy-to-be-out-of-bed host, Ray Dudley. We're coming to you from the WKXL Studios, 1450 AM, 103.9 FM, 101.9 FM in Manchester. Don't go out there yet, but you can still find us at nhtalkradio.com. Come on, Gary. Let's go fill that coolerator. I'm having a sucker. Yeah. It was a young folks' wedding, and the old folks wished them well, just like we do here at NH Unscripted. Oh, God, it's a beautiful day. I am your host, Ray Dudley. We are coming to you from the not overly ostentatious digs of the WKXL Studios in Concord. If you have a radio, preferably a transistor radio, you could find us at 1450 AM, 103.9 FM, where we sparkle every Wednesday and Friday mornings at 9 AM. And if you're in Manchester, 101.9 FM on your transistor radio. And you folks who need those URLs at www.nhtalkradio.com. Don't go out there now. Gary and I are tearing apart a topic here. Gary, so not only does the hat box did did 
does. I guess it's still still, still functioning. Um, but there, for folks who wrote a play, right? There's playwright groups that that go. They need to try. They need a place where they can go and test their That's work. Right. That's right. It's really important to an author, someone who's written something, right? Yeah, sure is. Uh, I did. Um, uh, to, well, they. Uh, one of the first shows that mm-hmm, we did mm-hmm, was mm-hmm. Uh, Invasion from Mars that I wrote. A classic. Uh, classic, man. Yeah. Well, it is really because I had also done it at the Players Ring. So hey, two productions. Wow! Wow! The royalties are flowing in. <laughs> And a school did it, oh, too. Huh. Yeah. Who'd have thought that? <laughs> there are, um, so uh, let's talk about options now. So if the hat box, as seems like it's planned to do, is facing a demise, the requirements that they have now have changed. I mean, uh, because, according to Andrew, they don't necessarily pay a lot right now in rent. Right. And... Every place they are looking at is crazy expensive. Yeah, yeah. So, what do you think? What kind of an option would if if you were him? What, where would you even look? Well, uh, I, I know of one place in Concord that they are looking at. Oh, I also know of uh, an option. Unfortunately, for the, the people of Concord uh, in Manchester, oh. um, but. As you say, they're going to require a lot more money, mm-hmm. um, and obviously the facilities will be quite different. Right from from, uh, but Andrew has tremendous vision. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the rest of us wear bifocals, but he's got vision, <laughs> and uh, so I know that if he finds the right venue, um, then he can make it work. Now there's also a chance. And I think it's somewhat remote, unfortunately. But there's a chance that uh, the owners, once they uh, of Steeplegate, once they've done all the renovations, there's a chance that there's a space that um, uh, Hatbox can can move into. But I think what I'd like to see done, um, and here we are uh, on the air talking about it with our lollipops. Li- with our lollipops, I'd like to see. Uh, the, your listeners who love theater mm. uh, say, "Oh, I want to. I, I know a place where these people can go. I, I can. I can make arrangements for that. Yeah. And and uh, uh, and and get the word out. And and let's tell people what what this is. What's happening here? And make sure that we can rescue this precious resource." Uh, for theater. Yeah, I think there have to be empty spaces, right? There have to be. There are. In- yeah, exactly right. They're just sitting there doing nothing. Right. And wouldn't you rather have at least foot traffic to either go by or, or enter? That that at least at least it gives it the impression that something's happening there until you boot them out and raise the rent or whatever. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> so I would hope and I would think... I've been down Main Street. There's a lot of new businesses there, but there's a lot of places still empty. Mm-hmm. I mean, he had brought up the Phoenix, but that's that's got its own problems. Um, have you been in the Phoenix downtown? Yeah. It's on the second floor, uh, only accessible, or at least it was for a long time, by an elevator Yeah, that was as old as the building. Right. And uh, that was quite an adventure in and of itself. But, I mean, Lincoln spoke there years ago, tells mm-hmm. you how old the thing is. 
But there have to be other venues out there that somebody is sitting on that that is well the pandemic caused a lot of businesses to go out so we know that there have to be spaces somewhere right and basically what i'm we're i'm begging the audience to come up with something yes. throw us some ideas yes. give us give us uh, some uh, some options um and one of the things i want to mention about uh hatbox is that they have a season mm-hmm. right yep. it's not like uh it's not like uh, the community players of Concord, where they do a couple of shows a year at, right, at right. the Audi. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is there's a new show every two or three weeks. Correct. And uh, and, and that's the joy of it. That's that's there is always something different, and there are lots of of uh, companies, production companies that want to and need. To um, to show their stuff, yeah. to strut their yeah. their yeah. ways, and and uh, uh, if you don't have uh, a place where you can where you can uh, go and do something every couple of weeks, then the whole model of uh, hat boxes is, is yeah gone. Yeah, it falls apart. Yeah, it falls apart very easily. Um, I think, yeah, you had mentioned there's a place over near the prison, I think, right? Is that what he yes, said? Yes, that's correct. Someplace near the prison? What they call the smokestack area over that way. I have no idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, but he's he's up against the wall because there's other people now trying to look at it because it used to be a restaurant. Right. And it's going to be renovated, so it's going to cost him some money there. Right. But he did talk a little bit about having to change the model either temporarily or slightly to help facilitate the renovation. Well, they they are um, uh, they're looking at a nonprofit status. They've been trying oh, that's right. to get that's that right. worked out for several years, and they are right on the cusp of doing that. Problem is, um, it may be too little, too late. So uh, we're we're trying to be innovative here, and I uh, I never would rule. Uh, anything out when it comes to to Andrew, but all of us have to have to step up and and I know certainly I'm going to be working uh, my butt off in order to to um, uh, to find a new uh, place, a new venue. And if it's if it's temporary, it's temporary, or maybe it's the place, you know, the real home. You started, yes, that's me with the lollipop in my mouth, trying to speak. Hang on a second. <laughs> I swallowed something there. You brought up the, the topic of um, these different groups that get to perform there. Um, but there's other reasons why this facility, a type of facility, is necessary. Well, it's it's a very intimate space. It is indeed, the, the, which I love. The black box. Yeah. And you are... Um, your stage is no more than four rows uh, from uh, from anybody. Yeah. So you're right there. You're right on top of them. That was the beauty uh, um, that I found working also at the Players Ring. You know, a, a little a little shift uh, with an eyebrow gets noticed. Absolutely. You, know, you can use every bit of of the actor's tools uh, in order to convey uh, a message. And 
Uh, and when there's something scary happening on stage, believe me, the audience feels it too. And and you know, I remember plenty of times when you know you'd 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 throw something scary at somebody, and somebody in the audience, you know, yeah, scream and whatever. And then that's and because it's so close, it's right on. It's top. Cra- inc- it's crazy close. Yeah. I did true there, and right. and there was. Um, there was a well through the whole play. I'm interacting with the audience. Yeah. I'm looking them right in the eye, yeah. and I'm sure it felt uncomfortable for the, some of them. Um, but my, I was dialoguing with them at, at times, which you can't really do in a proscenium theater that seats 700 people or whatever. You're gonna reach those people, correct? And it's and and it's so much fun. Uh, audiences love it. I I can tell you though that when that comes up in a show and I'm directing. I have to prepare my actors because many of them have never had that experience before. I hadn't thought about that. And you got are you ready for this? You, you know, know that's an interesting point because you know we we ask audiences now not to take photos and stuff, right? Because you don't want to throw off an actor who all of a sudden sees a flash. Right. But if you're two feet from an audience member and they're smiling, sweating, sleep I've seen people sleep and oh, oh sure. Hang on, Gary. We have to take another break. That's a good thing. Here's your dancing shoes. We're going to tap dance our way to the Coolerator. Gary and I are happy to be here. You are listening to NH Unscripted. Gosh, dang it, I love being a host. I am Ray Dudley. We are coming to you from the Hindenburg-like digs of the WKXL studios high above Concord. Oh, the humanity. (laughs) 1450 AM, 103.9 FM. And you folks in Manchester, if you look up, you'll see us 101.9 FM. Our URL is nhtalkradio.com. We're coming back. Let's go get a moxie. Yahoo. Along, my friend, you have found NH Unscripted. I am your host, Ray Dudley, giving up Jello and applesauce to be here. You know it. We are coming to you from the floral digs of the WKXL Studios in Concord, New Hampshire. 1450 AM, 103.9 FM, 101.9 FM in Manchester, NHTalkRadio.com. In studio with me today, chatting lollipops and all, is Gary Locke. Gary, are we through with that topic, or do we need to do more? Move on, man. Let's just (laughs) see where we're going. You told me you are deeply impacted by that uh, news of the hat box, and why is that? Well, I had a whole bunch of projects that I was committed to, (laughs) Um, so I... Uh, I am scheduled still, nothing's changed as far as that goes right now, to direct uh, a, um, a review-type show uh, called An Evening Wasted with Tom Lair. Ooh. You remember Tom Lair? I do. Yeah. The newsman. Yeah. Uh, uh, he was a singer. Wait, what? Tom. Tom. Oh, I'm thinking of the Lair News Hour. Of, you're thinking of Jim Lair. Yes. Uh, Tom Lair For was some relation. A, Tom Lair was, uh, you know, this this... Harvard guy, uh, always a, a black suit, uh, skinny tie, 
uh, glasses, and he would come out to the piano and play uh, these satirical songs uh, for the 60s and 70s. Like Ray Stevens? He was the 50s and 60s and 70s. And they were, they were um, highly politically charged. Oh, I think I say. remember that. He would do songs like um, Poisoning Pigeons in the Park. Uh, Classic. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, my, my favorite probably was, and probably his best known song was something called Pollution. Pollution, pollution. Don't drink the water and <laughs> don't breathe the air. Anyway, um, so uh, I'm scheduled to do that. Um, I'm going to, uh, I've been asked to act uh, in the seven day plays. Last year I yeah. was, this year I, I wrote, this time I'll, I'll act. Uh, and uh, also um, uh, supposed to be in uh, Alice, Alice Through the Looking Glass. Mm. I think I was going to be the caterpillar, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so. so how does this, this news, how does it actually affect you now? What, what if Hatbox never finds a new home? What you it's something you have to think about, right? It is, and I have, and uh, I have asked myself, "Well, is this it? Mm. You know, yeah. is this it?" Because oh. I, I'm sure <laughs> you have that, to ask that question. Right? I'm, I'm sure that you know I can, I can try to uh, get a gig, uh, directing a show. I could go out and audition again uh, as an actor, um, and I love to audition. We had that conversation. Yeah, I hate it. I know you do, and I, I don't understand it. it. I don't get. I, I don't understand it. because you can't control anything, Ray. If 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 you are auditioning, you have no control over whether you're going to get a part or not. Uh huh. And uh -huh. so what you do is you just act. You just do it huh. for the love. Huh. You you pick a few pieces that you enjoy doing, and you do it as best you can and you go home and you say that was fun i let's I try have, my friend let's I have, try i have i have auditioned for shows i had no intention of doing what i would like a drive-by shooting man i just go in and i go you're 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 holding auditions you got you got five minutes from me cool and I will, and and it has gotten me into trouble. I have. Oh, I have, it did, huh? Who would have oh, thought of that? Yeah. yeah. So, because I, I I auditioned once uh, in Arlington, Mass. I went there to help, kind of bolster the spirits of someone who was. Oh, I really want to do this show. So, okay, well, I'll go down with you, whatever. And uh, so I, okay, fine. Well, I'm here. All right, I'll audition too. And I, I mean, like. No lie, the director, I had just, I was still on stage, and the director said, well, I think we've found our Dr. Miranda, haven't we? Oh. And I'm like, oh, no, <laughs> oh, no. Arlington Mass. <laughs> and oh, then I had man. to drive <laughs> to Arlington Mass. Who would have ever uh, thought that could have happened? <laughs> Not you at the uh, time. Oh, man, that was a mistake. But uh, except, it, I mean, it was a great part, and I really enjoyed doing it. I did not enjoy all that driving. Oh, boy, man. And neither did my wife. <laughs> I just, I, I, I don't know why I, do, I don't like it so much. I really, it, 
it has never, never been fun for me. Get it I, I out think of it's your anxiety. head. Get it out of your head that I it got matters. a big head to get it, it out of, too. It doesn't matter, man. I Just, know, man. You know, I, Find I don't a know piece why I care. that you love. You know. No, I know, I know, but I just, I, I don't know what it is. It, it's anxiety. Oh, no, it, it, it doesn't. You don't need to feel anxious about something that you have I no control d- over. Right? <laughs> no, maybe that's what I need. I need to feel anxious over things I don't have control over. <laughs> It's it's in my DNA or something. My mom must have done something when she was had to be the fifties, I think. God only knows what chemicals they were giving her back then. Valium and God, who knows? Um, So how do you? So you cannot really plan to move a production. I mean, no, I, I, you know, that's still very much up in the air. Now, I'm also one of the other things I was doing. I'm writing a play. Uh, that I was going to pitch uh, in March, I guess it is. And uh, now I don't know if there's even going to be a pitch night, but I'll continue to write it yeah. anyway. I mean, now I'm at the point where I, I can't not write it. Uh, I've done so much research on it. So, really? Yeah. How many plays have you written? Uh, well, a half dozen, yeah. I guess. Do yeah. you research all of them, or are some you just can... Write it like well. There wasn't much I could do with the uh, seven day plays because I had <laughs> I had twenty four hours uh, to write it. Dude, that was a great that was a great time. <laughs> that was a great time. Well, you that was a great piece though uh, that you had done. Um, what was his name? Uh, was the the actor in your piece? Oh, Ian Allen. Ian, yes, and and, and his wife Kelsey. <gasps> yeah, who came in at the last came minute? In at the last minute. Oh yes. my yeah. God. I don't know where you pulled that piece out of, man, but that was yeah. No, just I, and brilliant. most people who saw it said I could never have identified you as being as the person behind that. I I didn't play. I I would not have accepted. Uh, yeah, because I just associate you with more light levity yeah. type things yeah. and projects, and that that was that was just left field. But it was brilliantly done. Thank you. I I, I was really very very proud of it in fact i think it may be it may be the best thing i've ever done it, was that a particular challenge the seven day for oh, you Lord, did you yes. a lot oh, of pressure Lord, right yes Good. Yeah, yeah, i can't yeah. imagine and i had no idea going in that it was going to be a two-hander mm. i mean i'm thinking oh i'm gonna have like uh, four or five actors cool mm-hmm. that'd be great you know yeah. and then i'm like i i found out when i was there no Two, two actors. That's it. Yeah, and I and I'm thinking, oh, poor Ian, man, because I'm gonna uh, I'm going to write monologue after monologue for this for this guy, and I did, and he was spot on. Yeah, he was. He yeah. uh, we watched him backstage on the monitor. I was riveted by it. Yeah. It was really fascinating. The um, so for folks who don't know, you you had no idea what you were going to write about. You show up on a Saturday, and you, they kind of uh, divide the writers up. And then you get uh, it's random who you get assigned as an actor or actors, and you have no idea whether you're going to get two, three, four, five. No idea, right? And then you have to, I guess, kind of interview them to get some feel for what they can or can't do. You know, I that's one thing I did not do. Oh, really? Not very much. I mean, first of all, I knew Ian. Yeah, uh, and I thought, well, it doesn't it doesn't really matter? It matters that it's it's. A guy and a girl. Yeah. Uh, it matters. I mean, maybe it matters. Yeah. You know, no, that time now that I think sure. about, yeah. Oh, and if you remember, because it was an interview we process, also, a cop interviewing a. Yeah, exactly. It, uh, and the whole point of it was, um, 
I wanted, first of all, I, I knew it's a short play, about 20 minutes. So I, I set it in real time. The, the very first thing that happens is she comes in and says, we are recording this at 6.40 p.m. Uh, and I'm speaking with, please state your name, whatever. Uh, so, and I knew that at 7 o'clock, I was going to have something major happen. You know? Uh, in the play. Hang on to that thought. Ooh, I feel a rabbit hole coming up. Gary and I have lollipops. And you don't. Yeah. Especially if you're driving. This is NH Unscripted. I am your ever-aging host, Ray Dudley. We are coming to you from the fun house-like digs of the WKXL Studios in Concord. On radio, you can find us at 1450 AM, 103.9 FM. Those are Concord-based, 101.9 FM for the beautiful, blessed souls in Manchester. Out on the webs, yeah, we got a web presence, nhtalkradio.com. Gary, I'm done with my moxie. Time to fill up on tab, baby. Come on, we'll be back. Ray Dudley, the host, in studio with me, Gary Locke. It's two old guys sucking on lollipops today. What can I tell you? Beats the jello and applesauce they give me at the home. We are coming to you from the bunkers of the WKXL studios in Concord, 1450 AM, 103.9 FM. You gorgeous souls in Manchester, 101.9 FM. And for those of you who are addicted to the webs, nhtalkradio.com you can find archives of this show which of course I'm assuming you're going to go there just for that but there are other programs here at the radio station that you might want to try out you can go out there go test them Gary I do not even know which question to ask first because I do want to talk to you about the seven day play thing because uh, there's so much that went on there, but I want to talk to you about the future. Do you have any projects coming up besides the, the things that are that will happen? <laughs> uh, no. Let's start there. It, it, quickly, no. Uh, um, not if 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 Hatbox um, uh, is done completely done, and that possibility exists, then I don't have any actual uh, irons in the fire uh, because all of that was uh, predicated on on Hatbox. But um, that isn't to say that the play that I'm writing couldn't be performed at uh, the player's ring. Um, And uh, um, I can offer that to a director who's over there. I suppose I could put my name in to see if it directed. um, Just to... uh, I was intending to direct it at at Hatbox, produce it, direct it. Would you not? Why would that change out there at the players' ring? Um, well, for one thing, they don't pay the playwright. So excuse they, me. Yeah, they don't. Um, so they they pay the they they pay the director, 
but that's oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I see. So. How many people do you think the the um, hat box would affect? How many? Roughly, what do you think? Oh, there are thousands. Yeah, right. There are thousands of people. Not just not just all of the uh, actors, technical people, um, uh, producers, uh, potential writers, and so on, but also uh, you know the audiences and and you know they yeah. they have had great audiences. Yeah, there. yeah. And in I don't even for some of my plays. What I know, I'm That's shocked. Amazing. This is my shocked face on here. So I almost choke on my chocolate lollipop. Good grief. Well, and then there's restaurants, right? If oh, people yeah, go out absolutely. to dinner, I mean, it, it's a huge impact. One of the things I like about the hat box and. and and there aren't many places like it, but places like it is that you mentioned the term black box theater. And for the folks who don't really know what a black box theater is, it's where kind of offbeat plays can be done. Right. Things, that's, that's your off-Broadway or off-off-Broadway. Off, uh, right, right, yeah. right. Well, you got to turn the lights on but yourself they're, and, and, because they're so and, small. Right. And they, uh, but they exist. They exist in uh, cities like, you know, Boston has certainly yeah. done There's them. There's a huge yeah. need for them. There really is. A need. There's a real need for them. Yeah. Because there are plays that are not going to see Broadway necessarily, but that are really good plays. Right. Um, when you guys put on uh, Virginia Woolf, mm-hmm. that was such a perfect play for that setting. Yes. For that setting. I know they could probably do it and have done it on a proscenium stage. But oh, and, and uh, believe me, one of the things that was tricky about it doing it there uh without a large proscenium stage we had to figure out with a large proscenium stage you can uh show stairs going off Mm -hmm. you can have all of these different doors and so on um we had to figure out what was the layout of the home we had to figure oh, that yeah. out so that you go, okay, so the kitchen's going to be there, and there are stairs to the cellar over uh, on stage left, and uh, off stage right, uh, downstage, uh, is an entrance to um, uh, another corridor, and then that's also where you would go upstairs, but the corridor... <laughs> Also led to the kitchen and uh, and there's a bathroom and all of that you had to figure out, um, but and you had to make it uh, so that the audience could imagine that that's how the home was right, laid. right, right because you couldn't actually show that. Yeah, and know? on top of all that, you the the hat box is three sided seating. Right. And right. so you have to stage this thing because there are people sitting on the sides. Right. Now, we did that for we did a a, a three quarter for uh, Who's Afraid of Virginia Wolf, But um, I've done shows there where it's only two sides. Mm. Oh, yeah. Uh, I just saw the puppet one there. Yeah, they did because they came in after us and they kept oh. uh, what we done. I, I did uh, a show called Stage Struck there i saw that and i needed right. i i needed um a, a great big wall there's a big to do in the play about locking uh the characters in mm. the the room the yeah main, yeah the main living room uh and so i had to give that impression i had to make sure that we locked doors that there were doors to be locked so mm. do you 
this is a personal thing now, kind of migrating away from the hat box itself, but do you have a preference for comedy over drama? No. You don't? I don't. Um, I, uh, but I, the plays have to mean something to me. Oh, it, it, okay. They, they just can't be, be no, they, it, a random it, topic. No. I, for instance, now, I, I would be the, the wrong person to direct a show, uh, an LGBTQ plus show of, of any sort, um, because that's not my life, Got right? You. I I will certainly I've I've seen plenty of them I enjoy them um, there are some that I I just think are, are such rich material but it's not material that I should be doing and yet I but there's something like Stagestruck which is a um, a British comedy thriller. Uh, about a homicidal stage manager. Well, believe me, I can relate to that because I've known a few of us. <laughs> oh, we're going to run out of time at some point. So I, I, it's incumbent upon me to ask. Do you have a website? I do not. Uh, and I did at one time, and it's, I think it's still there, but I'm too lazy uh, to keep up with Here it. I am trying to feed you, I baby. Know, I appreciate it. Oh, my I God. I appreciate it. Uh, Phylloxera Productions... Uh, Spell that, we'll, please, because even when I read it in the program, I, it's, I say more, I've probably sworn more times than I pronounced it correctly. P-H-Y-L-L-O-X-E-R-A. Phylloxera Productions is, the idea behind it is the Phylloxera louse almost wiped out uh, the uh, vineyards of uh, uh, Europe uh, back at the beginning of the 20th century. And they found that if they grafted uh, stock from uh, the new world onto the old stock, uh, the phylloxera uh, would not get to it. So, um, well, of course, that makes perfect sense for the name so, of a production. Company. So, all of my plays are based on something that exists—a mite, a bug. But I'm changing. But I'm I'm bringing new life to it. On the other hand, yes, the phylloxera, yes, the yes. phylloxera is a louse. Don't mind me while I so if my... somebody watches my play oh, and Claire. says that was a lousy show, I can say you're absolutely right. <laughs> Almost choked on my lollipop again there. Oh my god. What is the new one? So what you're writing one. Can you tell me what it's about? Yeah, it's it's about uh, the beginnings of Star Trek. What? Yeah. What, what did you just say? Yeah, it's... it's Like uh, the whole Gene Roddenberry? Yes, yes. Roddenberry, <gasps> Lucille Ball. Uh, Wait, Lucille Ball? How's that fit? Uh, Lucille, oh, do Luc I need to see it? Lucille Ball... Lucille Ball owned Desilu Studios, which yeah. was where it was made, and they wanted it. Uh, uh, her... Um, board of directors said this show is too expensive we cannot do this show or the other one and they said uh, you can't do it and Lucy said no we're doing it oh my god yeah. dang it I gotta get him back I gotta get Carrie can you believe that that's not I know bad. man that's impossible you have been listening to the uncharted waters of NH unscripted the final frontier that's correct yeah, yeah, maybe. I am your Spock-like host, Ray Dudley. Oh, you are listening to us from the WKXL Studios, 1450 AM, 103.9 FM in Concord, 101.9 FM in Manchester. 
NHTalkRadio.com is where you find this show and all of its archives. Gary, I'm loving you, baby. Thank you. Thank We're you going for the back. sucker, man. Yeah, you got it. We're out of here.